0: To last night, recap the podcast that takes the Americas and EMEA Apple EDU chat and recaps them in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and I'm joined as ever by my three friends and co hosts. Let's start with Mr. Matthew pullin Hi, Matt. Hi, Martin. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, you're on half term this week. You've taken some time off. uh Yeah, sort of. Taking time
1: off. Ended up writing two books today. Um, because it was raining so I decided to do some work um nice i actually found it quite quite cathartic to get my thoughts out of my head and and into a book so um yeah as as downtime as i ever tend to really get but that's my own choosing so um, yeah good
0: and you also got some uh, you got some positive news through this week didn't you do you want to tell us about that
1: did I get some positive? Oh, yes. Uh,
0: yeah, I I, um, I passed
1: my masters this week. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, so, congratulations. So, yeah, so um, I, I'm more intelligent than I was last week, uh, which will obviously come through in my discussion and my jingle. Well, your jingle oh, is now
0: going to have to actually have a master against it. So well, I've yes. put,
1: it, it, I did my masters in jingle making. So, right. You have like
0: your own. Theme song when you walked
2: into the room to defend your thesis. Exactly, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like those boxers. Yeah, it really wasn't <laughs> on jingle making. By the way, in case anyone thinks I'm serious <laughs> and, um, and
1: wants me to make them jingles professionally, I, that's that's not what it was. Off. <laughs> I do want to know the titles of those two books, though, like to get people excited. Okay, so uh, one was actually my my dissertation. So it's um, so you want to sketch note the theory. So, um, an extension of my first ever book in the series which was on sketch noting Um, and the second one is so you want to use ipad for learning and teaching which uh, is is a support book for my students that next week are being issued ipads because we're going one-to-one on our education course and i wanted that to be kind of the first bit of reading that i want them to look at is is seeing it as a device not for ict but a device for learning and teaching so there we go that's that's the two titles
0: excellent uh are they submitted to the bookstore just now or are they they, they went
1: uh, a couple of hours earlier yet so they should be live um tomorrow as we speak which is probably last week as people are listening
0: excellent we'll shove a, if they're if they're live by the time we publish i'll put the uh, the links to those in the show
1: notes yeah awesome
0: Nicely done uh, on all counts, and over across in Sweden, helping with his rucksack and his ice cream, is Mr. <laughs> Johan Anderson. Hey, Johan.
3: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
3: Yeah, it's good. Um, we've been working on a, a cool project about uh predicting ice cream flavor. In... No, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely ice cream flavor. Predicting, I wish predicting it was ice cream. <laughs> No, actually, we have a project with um, some uh, researchers uh, about predicting um, absence uh, okay. with, for students. So we can be uh, working before, um, you know, so we can help them before they will be absent. Right, uh, okay. Because absence uh, or attending is actually something that is really useful if you want to learn in school. Absolutely. Uh, apparently. <laughs> so we're doing a really cool project with that.
0: Um, That's good.
3: And by the way, Matt, I have a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Wait a knock a man down. I've just I
1: something and you're still better than me.
3: <laughs> no,
2: I'm sorry, mate. Does that mean I have to come up with three letters too now? Yes, you do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Any more do you like, Kurt? No, well, I'm a, I'm a primary a- teacher uh, first, so I'll have an A, B, C. There we go. <laughs> You've got an nice. That gets you pretty far. Yeah. That's the first three letters of the alphabet they, they told me in my education, so
0: <laughs> and we've heard them speak already, but um I think we're gonna come up to the section in a wee second. But Mr Kurt Kleinen, how are you?
2: Hey guys, great, great, good to hear you.
0: Yeah, we're recording a little bit late this week. It's uh, just one of these weeks where you were travelling, I was travelling. It was just it was quite difficult to, to get us all together. Time drone but...
2: changes. I mean you guys went to winter time. We're we doing did yeah, this we weekend. Gained,
0: uh, yeah, we gained an hour, so we are um, we are we're sitting with an extra hour that has made no difference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think the question on everyone's lips is where you are right now, Kurt. Um, well, I'll give I you a clue. I was I'll going to you. say, let's give these guys a clue.
2: Exactly. Um, I'm in a location I've been at before. So, if you have the time now sure. to go through our last 25 podcasts, you can figure out where I am right now.
0: Well, it's about to say, New Jersey. Like, yeah, knowing how far you travel, Kurt, that could be anywhere yeah. in the Western <laughs> Hemisphere. Um, Matt, Somewhere do you want to... Matt, do you want to start? Uh, Let's go over your three questions. Why do you always put
1: me first? It
3: makes me seem really... Because you have the Because
0: you've got (laughs) to find my... You're trying to... You're following my my myself. Find find my... You've got find my car.
1: Are you uh, back in the USA? I am. Right. Are you
2: in the east of the USA? I am on the east side.
1: Are you in a state beginning with the letter M? No, not with an M. Uh, they were good questions, though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Matt, I'll, I'll give... Yep, so you've got... Be uh, seconds for you to do your guess. Johan, do you want to do your three questions? Don't yes, guess, please. Just, um,
3: yeah. Are you uh, across the water from New York?
2: Yes. Oh... In that way, well, in, in, like, bird's eye view. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: In the same, is it in the same way that we're across the Yeah, water I going to say. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, <laughs> just, just yeah. <laughs>
3: the west of France. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's cool. Right? You've got one, right? Two more to go, Johan?
3: Does um, the Giants and the Jets play there? No. They don't. Okay. Um, is this an island?
0: No. Mm, okay. Oh, Martin three questions. Right. Oh, my three questions. So this is this for a guess. If you want, wanted want to do bit. a guess, that I
2: mean, you're you're close well, I'm, by, I'm, guys. I'm
0: I'm, I'm going to guess that you're um, you're in. You're not. You're <laughs> not in Jersey. No. I'm going to. I was going to say Washington, but that's no. nowhere. Uh, no, I've, I've, let's put it to Matt because he's actually... Yeah, he's, oh, Are you he's... in
2: Brooklyn? I'm not in Brooklyn. Oh.
0: I'm not in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, uh, let me
3: move the map a little bit. Um, are you. I, I thought you were in Rhode Island, but that's, no, that's no, probably no, no. wrong oh, because it's no. yeah. not an island. yeah, um, Not an
2: island and not that side of
3: the water. Okay. Ooh, you're on the other side.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. On oh, right, uh, Okay. You go. Look. Go. 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 Oh, cart. Cart. Put us out. Your. Uh, put us out. Uh. Your. Your. Our midgeting. Sometimes the
2: you? most obvious place is the place you can't guess. I'm. Are just you in in Philly? Philly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't been here oh, for a while, so. I was, I was going to say it is somewhere that you've been, but not for a while. <laughs> oh, You're at home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is bad. The most obvious answer. No exactly. You're a bit tricky. Well, <laughs> yes, I am. Well, yes. it is is—it is
2: Halloween uh, evening, so it's trick or treat. I've, yeah. given, I've uh, given you your trick already.
0: The treats will come. That's exactly right. Yeah, okay. Tricky, Curtis. So, cool. with that in mind, why don't you let everyone know what's coming up in this so week's It's episode, a treat, Kurt.
2: what's coming up. Um, and that's at the EMEA chat talking about managing workload with ipad and that was hosted by katherine mangan and Stuart hammersley and the america's chat was hosted by anthony stirpey and cindy heron and they were talking about assessing creative projects for learning um which i want to put emphasis on um, because it's that for learning and not always um the off learning and um, that's what we'll talk about in that chat and um the chats of that week um delivered the following hashtag of the week and which is hashtag students say so maybe you want to as a listener say some things that you've heard in your classroom and we'll talk about that hashtag a little bit more because it's one of the projects that anthony is doing with his students a little take on um one of like the youtube hits where kids um express their opinions and show their
0: voices excellent do you want to talk about the other hashtag just now or have we got time for that? At the end?
2: Um, we'll do that at the end because I, th- I feel like that might've been, uh, that's more of a request. Um, so people yeah. that, that hear that, um, I'll, 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 I'll drop it in so they can start preparing already. But the hashtag classroom clips, um, we want you, it's as a challenge set to you is if you've been interacting with Apple Teacher Learning Center and you've learned any of the skills through um Get either getting your badges or being inspired by the lessons in there, we want you to share a little video of what you've done, a little clips video, and then use that hashtag classroom clips to let us know um, what you've learned using Apple Teacher Learning Center.
0: Perfect. And Matt, do you want to give us a preview of what's coming up on your side? Have you got a jingle I, ready? I have masters? made a jingle um,
1: and I, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. And um, we have a question from one of our listeners that we are going to discuss and um, and develop our responses. So that will be a little bit later on.
0: Excellent. Well, we've got a packed show coming up, guys. So why don't we get cracking on with the recap of the EMEA side of the chat? see you all just after this I always feel that this part of the show should start with some bagpipe music so that you know that we are going to be going into the EMEA side of things with this beautiful Braveheart Scottish voice yeah you can take our you can take our chat but you'll never take our EMEA um, yes, if you can hear my dulcet tones, it does mean it's that lovely time of the show where we get to recap the EMEA side of things. As Kurt told you just a few uh, minutes ago, this week's chat was Managing Workload with iPad and that was hosted by Catherine Mangan and Stuart Hammersley, um, someone who has uh, beard envy of me. He's, uh, he's been trying to copy my beard for years. <laughs> Even though it had his first, but it was a it was a good chat it's always a it's a topic that's quite close to Matt I know you and I have spoken quite a lot about how workload and teacher workload is is something that can be you know quite impactful when it comes to getting staff on board or looking at how you can address the use of technology when they come into class
1: yeah it's it's one of those things that I think every training session or professional learning session you go into. It's usually the one issue that, that teachers feel that they have around why they don't want to take on something new like this. Um, yeah. And so it automatically becomes the reason why they should take on something new because it, it can, as we will no doubt discuss now, help them manage their workload. Um, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And that's exactly how I was going to start was the fact that when, you know, we've all been into a training session and I guarantee that nine times out of 10, there will be members of staff who say we do not have time. We do not have enough time to get started with something new, whether it's new um, uh, curriculums, whether it's our marking workload, whether it's our planning, whether it's all the additional things we're being asked to do, changes to working time agreements. Time is something that, you know, it's the enemy. Yes. For everyone. It is. It's, I was about to say because it's Halloween time, it's amazing. Time is fleeting. And if anyone knows what song that's come from, answer's on a postcard. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> Time's a, it, for the big, big villain. Um, it is? We yeah. never get enough. And even if we would get a 25th hour
0: in a day, then um, you still know enough to fill it with. That's it. It just means you would you would continue working that extra hours. Mm-hmm. Just you know, you would still be trying to to struggle. But one of the ways that technology can help is by helping you manage and look at your workload. And that brings me to the tweet of the week, which is uh, from Karen Irwin, and she's at kmi underscore edu, um, and she was showing an example of conditional highlighting in numbers and how conditional highlighting can be a great way to help pupils get. Uh, instant feedback but also a way that that um, teachers can actually see just at a glance how pupils have done so they're not having to take in Work market, they can actually see from the pupils' work, you know, say they did a screen recording of this, they would then see how long it took the pupils to actually answer this. And she does this with them with five year olds. Um, And I'll put a link to this tweet in the show notes because there is a a video that goes with it. And she was talking about how conditional highlighting and numbers can actually help her with young learners and actually gauge their understanding. And it's a great little video. It's um, Guess the Emoji. She's made it into a little game where you've got a drop-down menu, you click on the emoji, and it has to be a pet or a net. You know, and it's all words that, that kind of, it's word association. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to, to really show that one because it was, because it's a, a really good example of how it's good technology use. can, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, you know, effective use of things. And she also made a little uh, clips video, just going back to your part, Kurt, about classroom clips and how that can actually be used. She's made a, a clips tutorial video on how uh, people can replicate this within their own their own setting. Um, the question that I wanted to come to, guys, is actually something that's quite close to all of our hearts, considering how we record this podcast. We record this pod- podcast with a shared collaborative note that we use to plan. Um, you know, we're all in different locations. Kurt is in so many different locations. We've got a sec section <laughs> on it each week, trying to guess where he's. But um, the question that I'm wanting to recap is: How do collaborative tools save time and create aging lessons? Is obviously this this hook that a lot of people are looking to do. As someone who um, does quite a lot of work with creativity and mm-hmm. engagement. How do you find, you've also done a lot with collaboration, but how do you think yeah. that all kind of comes together? How, how, how do those pieces
2: fit together? Um, for me, when I'm creating something, um, being able to do that digitally immediately um, or get sketches out, take a picture of it, put it in a collaborative note, um, just helps me communicate uh, my way of thinking and and the whole process easier um, with the rest of the team. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, setting that up, I mean, we're t- I know it, it says tools and I just had a whole discussion for the last week um, that it's not about the tools. And then you go into a session and people say, okay, what are we going to learn? Is it, is this keynote? It's like, no, it's not about keynote. That's what I'm trying to explain. Um, it's about yeah. collaboration. And, well, what app do I need on the device? Like Again, it's not about that, um, and and having that now available and seeing that process um, just it, it I mean—in kicking uh, uh, open doors here, but right? it, it's um, it speeds up time. If we hadn't had that for the project that Johan and I cl- collaborated on on Joy Professional Learning, um, I don't think we we would have been able to to get the books out as as quick as that. Um, It's, it's the FaceTime calls. It's the collaborative notes. Um, it's the way that we do reviews. Um, it's just a quick way of sending a text message in a group chat that says, Hey guys, what do you think of this? Um, instead of um, having to mail it over almost like with, with a pigeon style mail, uh, sending it over and saying, Oh, it will take three weeks before I know something. Um, and it's, it's from a sprint technique that I learned that um, ask feedback immediately and then um, the whole process and, and your productivity will, will just go at a higher pace.
0: You can get things done so much quicker. What about in terms of, so, I mean, it's obviously wonderful when you work together and you get everything done so quickly. What about in terms of bouncing an idea of someone and kind of saying, you know, sending that quick message or FaceTime and saying, guys, I've input this into the document. Could you take a look and tell me what you think? Mm-hmm. How do you think that also, you know, there's, there's obviously going to be positives and negatives. How do you think that impacts on the engagement or the creativity that you're kind of uh, flowing with?
2: Um- the thing I struggle with a little bit and and maybe even more um if I was a student or at the age of of students now is that um I have to learn how to swim in the stream of communication that comes from um and i i I wanna refer to the example I saw Jennifer Aniston posted her first picture on Instagram. she was talking yeah. about this at the at a show saying. Um, people put like little thumbs and hearts on it. And then I have to figure out, I'm getting all these pings and who's replying to what. So I think that's that's a bit of a negative or a struggle. Um, that's why I like that we do the podcast on, on the um, EDU chats because um, people feel even from the EMEA side, following the Americas chat, it's at a late hour. So by the time you get access to it, it's all the way down in, in, the, yeah. in the topics. Um, it's probably not even trending anymore. Um, so as a negative, yeah. Yet yeah. every negative can be turned into that positive. Um, I think that's what we're doing with the collaboration tools and, and giving it in a different format. And that, I think that makes it more engaging. Some people just prefer listening to it. Some people yeah. want to actively join into the conversation and add on to it in that like, more like a brainstorming kind of phase.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a. I think that's a, a sort of a good a good time to kind of come across to you, Johan, because you're you're sometimes who you're you're definitely someone who has a lot to say in terms of getting their uh, opinion across because you have all of this knowledge and all of this um, sort of experience that you're want to share with people. When it comes to working together and creating these these collaborative projects, do you find that um, the 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 focus on giving everyone a voice can sometimes take a back seat to getting the work done or is it important that we still have these voices going together and everyone getting their time and their, their you know taking taking these extra times to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to contribute and collaborate do you think that's the driving factor or is it still got to be that creativity and that uh, that creation that kind of uh, takes it forward
3: yeah, I definitely think that it's important that everyone gets uh, an input. And the good thing with these things, as as Kurt said as well, someone wants to take the back seat because they're in in that um, minute they yeah. just are not that engaged, or or they they are more shy or or something like that. Yeah, or but it's I, not your talent.
2: Yeah. Maybe you feel
3: like I can't contribute at this moment.
2: And and that's the thing with the collaboration. Maybe something will spike your interest or
3: you feel like now I can contribute by reading it all. Yeah, definitely. And what I like, what I can do uh, within these is that I can put in the easy parts of my pedagogy. Um, I can actually put in there. And I save a lot of time because I make people... Collaborate about easy parts where they not, they don't need me. So then we can also collaborate where they need me. So I can really save time by um, telling them what to do and what to um, learn before we come to the task. And I love that about the collaborating. Um, if you have an app that you can collaborate around, you can just put something out there and make people... Uh, interested in the subject or make them learn something um, so you save time so you can put actually put the real hard questions into your lesson or somewhere else that's what I think it's it's really important with it. it makes me I think yeah. of something that i've seen happen just recently
2: um, and, it, and it comes a little bit um, to you Matt I wanted to hear your opinion on it because um, um, I'm following a, a group of people who are um, Um, going through a university course and the professor puts out all these questions in text um, and they now decided to respond using um, clips videos or screen recordings and and this professor is um, I would not say losing his mind but he's so impressed (laughs) and so impressed by the oh no I didn't think um, questions could be answered in a in a podcast way or in a video way. So mm. how would you deal with that? He's loving it. Um, and they are loving to be able to share their voices like that and collaborating and they're going through it like a book club. But I think it's, a, it's an interesting way. And we're so down to text that <laughs> we'll write a question and then we're, we expect a written answer to it. Is that really yeah. what we want? Right. So so I feel like you're pushing all of my buttons
1: to get me, <laughs> to get me like, wound up. Um, I, I actively tell my students this all the time, that a response is a response, and, and how you choose to respond shouldn't be the thing that I judge you by. Mm-hmm. Um, because if writing isn't your thing, or if talking out loud isn't your thing, that that shouldn't be a reason to not respond right so Mm -hmm. so i love the fact that students are taking upon themselves to sort of push the boundaries maybe and and say "Joe, i'm going to use a clips video to answer this question Mm -hmm. and the fact that that professor you you were
2: mentioning is kind of loving the fact that something different's happening yeah Um, he's very interested now he's interested in knowing the the house like how are you doing it and i I think that's that's there's so much potential when when
1: students push the boundaries and i i actually last week said to my students i was trying to wind them up and and push their buttons and get them to respond and talk to them about assessment and i challenge them like why do we assess people why do we grade people you know what's the point of doing it just to try and see what their real viewpoints are and if anyone would actually turn around and say well we assess people and grade them and level them and put them in a hierarchy of who's better than who because it's all for the right reasons but not one of them could actually say um, anything positive about it other than it's just what we do in school and I think then we kind of opened up the floodgates to have this very discussion which was okay well if that's the case and and education isn't about that then what should we do in the classroom and how can we teach lessons where we're not comparing students to each other anymore and they they understand it's about their their effort and their success and their other skills and we talked a lot about collaboration um and i think they i think we've had this discussion on the on the podcast before the idea of cooperation versus collaboration yeah yeah Mm -hmm. And, and it's it's come up a lot in a lot of my lectures recently because i think my students all feel they need to be everything and i say to them look, when you're choosing your groups to work in choose them wisely based on who's got a skill set that you don't have Mm -hmm. because one you'll learn from that person seeing how they work and two your outcomes will be better because you've got someone in your group who's got the skills that you don't have it's it's uh, it's common sense it's how we work right and and then what i've then had to do is model that myself because i'm not the best at planning and and I can't I've never been good at planning I have good ideas and I can talk to people but I can't write it down in a formal way and plan lessons so when the students ask me about planning I feel like a fraud giving them advice (laughs) so so what I've started to do in my own teaching uh, and I've got a colleague who is great at planning but he will openly say he's not great at putting the, the fun ideas into the session mm-hmm. is a, we sit together and I'll look at his plan and I'll just go oh, I do this, this, this and this and he'd go oh uh, okay yep great I, that makes sense now and that's that's how we collaborate on things I've got yeah. great ideas but I can't put it into a formal thing he can put it into a formal thing but doesn't necessarily come to the ideas put us together that's the beauty of it And his lessons now are more exciting for him to teach. They're more exciting for the students to learn. And it's not to do a disservice to what he's already got planned. (laughs) But I will think differently to how he thinks.
3: And he gives me advice on how to structure my lessons a bit better. Can I ask you a question, then? Please. I don't want to open a a can of worms here. But (laughs) but, (laughs) it's Halloween. It's Halloween. so No, actually, this is something that I lecture about quite a lot collaboration um because i feel i don't know if it's the same in your schools but when you collaborate in school there's a group that does the same thing together yeah is that true we with your schools as well because i think that's yeah, not the way. That. That's not the way to collaborate. It's exactly what you said. Like, and I'm trying to get this through to all the teachers.
0: Yeah, there's so, always that.
3: Yeah, so I want them to make a harder task that makes them not able to do everything together at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they have to divide the work. So my my time frame is much smaller for a task or a group of tasks. So one person has to do one thing and another person has to do another thing. And then they have to put it together and reflect and assess together. But they can't really, they can't be five people doing the same thing. One is writing and everyone is discussing what to write. So instead I do more, and then I explain it like a football game. So it's like, there's one um, right, backing I don't know what it's called even in English, but, you know, a back. So it's like a -hmm. a defender. So you're on the right side or you're you're on the left side. They're doing the same task, but they're not identical. So, uh, and when you talk about sports, then they totally understand that you don't have the same task to uh, do, Mm -hmm. but together they're a team yeah but yeah. In so we school, do it, it suddenly everyone's like, okay, let's do um science lab we're gonna see what can um what's well, electricity and yeah, then then we want the same lab. Yeah, in we the put yeah. in groups Instead and we tell right them what to do. Different things. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, then we it's so call stupid. it collaboration. Yeah, and it's stupid. Yes. Uh, sorry, yes. is that true even in your countries? So it, here's a spin it... on
2: that. Here's a spin on that. Sorry to interrupt you guys. I just, I, for a year ago, I heard a brilliant conversation to change the narrative on that word collaboration. Because collaboration a lot of times happens to you. Yeah. We put yeah. four guys in a, yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. podcast yeah. show, and and they'll say, "Oh, Martin, you need to record." And um, Kurt, you'll do the planning, and Matt, you'll come up with the ideas, and
3: I'll eat ice cream. So that's exactly. It. <laughs> so, the,
2: but what this Everyone guy? Everyone placed in
3: their strengths.
2: <laughs> what All this you. guy said it comes from um, instead of doing the um, instead of doing collaboration, he talks about participatory creativity because yeah. you participate. So if you participate, you take the first step into joining a team, and that makes a whole world of difference because now. You're not assigned a task that not necessarily might be your strength. Now you say, I'm looking at this project. I feel like I'm really good at ideas or at eating ice cream. And that's my strength in the team. And let's participate onto this creative project. So that made me rethink this whole um, narrative on collaboration versus uh, uh, participation. Participation.
3: But I guess we can we could actually do a podcast on collaboration,
0: probably. Oh, uh, we really? could. We could. We could keep talking about that. I mean, it, what I love about whenever we get started in something like this is it's quite clear that it sparks something in us all, that we just want to keep going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... I'm- well, I, I think, uh, Matt, you've got one last thing that you were wanting to say about it, weren't you? And then we we'll,
3: we'll... Well,
0: I, I can't work out if Johan was asking me a question or whether it just became a
1: Johan statement. But No, it was, was a statement, be, but I, what, I <laughs> was wondering if. He just calls it someone. a question. No, <laughs> like <it> was, yeah. <laughs> was in, in uni, what we do, um, or what I do in, in the final year with the students, is, is look at escape rooms as a way of modeling that very approach that you said there. I give them a limited time. And there's no way that they can all do the same thing at the same time. They have to split the tasks up. They have to think independently. Mm-hmm. They have to play to their strengths in order to do it quickly. Um, and that's using escape rooms is how I get that kind Brilliant. of idea across of find your strengths, work to your strengths. Don't feel that you all have to do the same thing, but you are part still of a team that, that can achieve something.
3: Yeah, because that's great for how, a teacher how you t- have to build yeah, tasks. Yeah. I yeah. can tell you what took 40 minutes... When we did it the way that I wanted it to be, the same group of students did it in four minutes and fifty seconds.
0: Well, there you go. That's that I mean, that's out.
3: overdoing yeah. it. But that's yeah. but you know, when they were focused, they knew what to do, and and it was clear um, instructions for me how to collaborate. Then it wasn't a problem. It was just yeah, boom.
0: That's it. So something that can take everyone kind of doing different parts, but not really working together, then it doesn't come together, takes longer, but no. when everyone knows exactly what it looks they, like and how it should flow.
3: Yeah, because they
0: fight and struggle and they, yes, someone yes, yes, wants yes. to do that. It's not clear. So so that's Absolutely. why. Okay, cool. That's Sorry. a good point, Israel. <laughs> No, 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 not at all. Matt, um, if you've got an example of a, a, an escape room style lesson that we could put into the show notes, I think you've got a, a breakout kind of keynote that people could get access to, don't you?
1: Yeah, I can, I can add that in, yeah. People can, can adapt Do you have it a book about it too? TV? Or is that an idea for a, a new one? one. And you've got. no, a book, no, no. Yeah? I've done that one already.
0: Ah, <laughs> nice. There we go. Perfect. So. The Wakelet recap for the show will be in the, uh, for the chat, sorry, will be in the show notes as always. And that's quite a long one. But when we come back, uh, Kurt, I'm going to hand it over to you to recap the America side of things. We will. Looking at assessment for learning and not always off learning.
2: Nice. Welcome back, you made it to halfway of this podcast already. Time to recap the Americas chat and this week we were talking about assessing creative projects for learning hosted by Anthony Stupy and cindy heron and I actually took um Cindy's um uh, tweet of the week out and i've I've mentioned it before um and it was her thank you um to the whole to the whole uh, chat that was being blown away by the amazing conversations that she had, uh, especially for using assessment for learning and not always off learning. Um, that being said, I wanted to dive into the, uh, the assessment part, guys, and um, I wanted to know when you guys were teaching or as, as a learning, learner yourselves, um, what changes when you feel that you are involved in the assessment process? So um, the, the question was thrown out there for students, but I feel for you guys too, when you're involved in your own learning and know how you're going to be assessed, that that changes your, your feeling, maybe takes away a little stress. I don't know. I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Anyone who wants to go first, Martin, <laughs> maybe you were like, we, we took away your, uh, your time. Um, have you been Not in a situation joke. where you could um, decide... Uh, about the assessment, or
0: uh, at least know upfront how you were going to be assessed. Yeah, we um, we we sort of implemented um, AIFL strategies quite a lot um, across. Um, so assessment is for learning uh, strategies across across Scotland, Great. and we actually started that when I was a, a trainee teacher back in two thousand five. And we looked at strategies where we had what we would call formative versus summative assessments, where it wasn't always necessary to give them a mark out of ten, but to actually say, right, you you did some really good you know, you you laid it out well, you you were um, you were looking at the process. You went you didn't necessarily get the right the right answer as the as the way a lot of maths teachers like to say something is right or wrong, but your process was correct. And then we would look at the, the kind of wider holistic approach that students took. And I was always a, a fan of using those strategies. I used them quite a lot, especially when it came to, um, especially when it came to in-class marking. So I used to have the, the students do a lot of their own and say, right, let's actually go through this question. And I would show them some of the strategies that you could use to answer a certain question. Say it was one on expanding out brackets um, and then sort of simplifying the terms. I would show them how to break something like that down. And then I would have them look at their own work to see what they've done and see, right, this is how, this is a certain way that you could answer it. How did you approach it? Um, so, d- talk to the, the people at your table, talk to the people in your group, actually look at each of your answers and come up with um, almost like two stars and a wish, two things you did well and one things you could change. Um, and that always seemed to go quite well. The pupils were quite engaged because they, they they understood the process a little bit better because they were seeing how other people approached it, not just this is the bog standard, this is the every man way of answering a question, but how did you approach it? The person next to you might have taken a different approach. Was their approach better? Not all. No one's approach is ever better. They just have a slightly... They have a slightly more efficient approach, or they have an approach that works for them. And by having them discuss it, going back to that collaboration uh, point that we were talking about before, by having the pupils actually sit down and talk about it together, you can actually mm-hmm. see better understanding from what they're from from their learning perspective
2: matt i think i mean you had a, a great example uh, happen
1: to you last week i believe yeah so it feels quite timely actually what my lecture that i did last week with our students was was pretty much all around this and how do we assess we, mm-hmm. we do stem activities on a friday and how do we assess the students so that we can allow their creativity to to develop and that there is no necessarily wrong or right answer because we're actually looking at solving problems here and and I don't necessarily have the answer to the problem that I mm-hmm. set them, and it was a, it was a silly lesson. Um, it's one where I get Max to introduce the lesson. He he does a fake Facetime call into my lesson and, and challenges yeah. the students to see how far they can make a piece of paper go, and that's it. That that's the lesson. Um, yes. And and they came up with all sorts of crazy ideas. And what I wanted to model to them was that my assessment was based on what they felt was success for them. So some students were able to launch it across the room and they turned a piece of paper into something which could travel five meters, which was further than a piece of paper can travel without doing anything to it. Um, Some students decided that um, because they had such a really long piece of string that they could stretch out from the top floor to the bottom floor and the full length of the university, that they could make a zip wire Um, and actually test how far they could make this piece of paper go. So really push the boundaries. Now, what I said to everybody in the room was, nobody's comparing anyone to anyone else here. There is no winner. There is no who can make it go the furthest. Everything that my assessment came down to was their thought process, which led me all the way back to what my actual assessment was, was do they understand forces, friction, um, and gravity? And that was it do they can they use that concept in order to push themselves further to develop an an answer to the question um and it was it was very different for them to see learning in that way and that everybody was doing something different and me as the teacher my job was to pretty much what you just said then uh was to have that conversation with them and just listen to their conversations and pose additional questions to push them a little bit further and say you know, what would happen if you change this or what would happen if you change this? And actually no answer that they gave was was either right or wrong. It, it just moved them on in their learning to another
2: another area. Yeah, I feel like it takes away a lot of stress when you know up front um, what you're going to be assessed on. Yeah. I mean, I know certain subject areas when I was going through um, my secondary um, had uh, that level of expectation where your voice and, and your thoughts were more important than um, the length of the text that you wrote. Um, yeah. still, you felt like if i if I got a piece of paper i have, I have to fill it so you we've been drilled like that that's why giving a hundred of the same exercises is so much easier yeah. um, than than asking really hard questions and trying to formulate um, your thoughts on that and um, now you can capture that. In, in video or, or however you want to capture it. And that's exactly um, what
1: we did. So I gave them a I gave them a, a pages journal booklet that we created and just said use this as your as your place where you'll document everything and, and you know from a they always talk about evidence, you know, because it is ultimately what someone is going to judge them on as teachers. You know, where yeah, is yeah. the evidence that you did that? So I said, look, just put it down in this as, as a group of learners, you've documented all of your thinking. And and a lot of the students actually ended up making clips, videos, and they tweeted out what they created. And you know, it was it was really really nice that everything was different. And they judged themselves; they really did. They they knew what the assessment was around because it was about seeing how far they can make a piece of paper go. And the conversations yeah. were all about the gravity, friction, and, and those
2: elements. Well, I like about that is that in um, in the new everyone can create. Uh, guides um, in the in the updates that came, they put that design process journal in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about it is the questions in it, um, the fact that document um, your learning in there, and your thinking, and and going out to other people and asking them for feedback. Yeah, because I was afraid at a certain moment when we saw the pages workbooks come out and they were promoted. And I mean, I'm the last person to shoot the design. The books <laughs> look great. Yet I felt like we were slipping into a, isn't this a new form of worksheets? Uh-huh. Isn't yeah. that what we're trying to avoid, um, creating new worksheets? So I'm really happy that people are using the, the audio functions yeah. of that and the videos in there and the screen recordings and the image galleries and just giving them what works best for them to, to explain and... Um, getting that instant feedback on it and asking for that instant feedback, not just having to wait. It's nothing as hard, I think, to wait till the final product. Yeah. And then especially with
0: creativity, no. Go ahead. Absolutely. And I was just going to add to that. I think the, um, the fact that, you know, take it from Matt's uh, perspective where his students are using it as a learning journal where they can actually go back and see what they were doing or, or show that evidence. Um, if there are teachers who are uh, you know wanting evidence of the work that is going through using these workbooks to add in an audio recording of of how they, uh, of how they tackled a, a certain answer or how uh, a video uh, of a screen record that they were doing it's a great reflective tool as well it's a great way for the the students and the, the pupils to go back and actually reflect upon what they were learning at a particular point and also go back and just sort of say, right, this is what I did then how could I change that to what I would do now?" So I like, I like having that kind of instant access to it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Johan, anything you wanted to add to the, to the discussion? Because I know, I mean, you are the guy who said I threw out the the textbooks uh, when I, when I was a biology teacher and and knowing um, your background and and appreciating the instant feedback. I would like to hear your take on it.
3: Yeah, I definitely um, think it's important. I I just want to, I have a different take that I want to uh, get across, uh, especially from from Swedish point of view, is that the levels of the grades, for example, how you assess, um, is quite difficult to understand, because there's a lot of, you know, text about, um, this is the subject that you're reading and, and this is what you have to be able to do within this subject for example you will mm-hmm. you have to be able to understand um, environment it's a lot of language yeah yeah it's a lot of language like you should be able to discuss environmental uh, difficulties and uh, um, you should also uh, elaborate on for example, fossil fuels. So what do you need to do exactly? And there's a, an ADE here in Sweden, uh, 2013, called Jesper. Yes, he's on the West Coast. And he does, a, he's, he does a really cool thing where he has different kind of exercises. They're really simple. That explains the difference in the levels of the grades. And that had, has had a lot of impact on the success of the student understanding what they should do to get a good grade, but also to learn better better, um, according to our system. So, um, for example, if you ask, um, how are you doing today? I'm well, you answer. And the next thing you can say, "Uh, yeah, I'm quite well, but uh, I had a bit of... uh, a backache, which is the next level. And the third level is, yeah, if you ask me, I think I'm fine, but my mother is a bit worried that I have uh, haven't seen my doctor because I told her that uh, yeah. I had a backache. Um, I don't know if you have the same difficulties in your grading system, but we find that if you do these kind of exercises together, uh, they are very simple. It yeah. also makes it very clear how to succeed within a system. But not only that, it also teach you, teaches you what these words means. elaborate, um,
0: research, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: whatever, mm-hmm. which can be quite complicated. And it in, in doesn't matter if you even talk about them, you have to really understand them. Um, yeah. That's just my take on, on on assessment because it's also always is grey in the end for us. Uh, I don't know if you find that as well. Yeah, That's I think another the,
2: take. The best take you can get on assessment is asking your students. And um, one thing that Anthony um, shared was um, he, he runs this uh, YouTube channel um, and the show he does is called Students Say. So he asked the students to speak candidly um, about how teachers can support um, assessing their learning and um, Martin I'll, uh, the, I'll share the link with you so that our listeners can go and have a look at that specific episode Perfect. Um, but it's that take and I mentioned it in the hashtag hashtag students say um, ask your students um, and, and have them be involved in it and talking about being involved i know matt you are always very involved at creating jingles together or <laughs> separately ah, with max look at that um,
0: segue
2: <laughs> he's the best i think it's time to listen and I, one we have someone who has got a question for us and two you've got a new jingle and i'm i'm curious if it's halloween themed if you downloaded that pack or no it really isn't uh, halloween I, I
1: don't, don't build it up now people will be going oh i can't wait for halloween it isn't I'm telling you, no, no, it isn't Halloween. maybe
2: it's that scary that people leave the the podcast at it this. Might, yeah, it might be show. scary, but I'm, I'm <laughs> well, actually we'll looking forward. Out. We'll have to find out after the break. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm actually looking forward to a video as well. As, See? Um, it has to be Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> oh, there we go. Only a
2: million dollar selling uh, hit single to follow. Yeah, that's nothing. Matt's Matt's getting there, getting closer. So we'll hear all about that after this break. We nice that was very nice. uh upbeat.
1: that's what i was going for this week yeah thanks nice. yeah good
0: good uh, i
1: like that there we go that's the most positive I'm, <laughs> I'm almost taken back by the lack of abuse i've got I, I was almost readying myself for defense but you've all been
2: i didn't hear uh jingles with matt behind it so um i'll give you no, a nine then, from yeah, the jury
0: did, 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 yeah did, yeah did, did, same I didn't know whether to clap or cry.
2: <laughs> you asked for it. There's that can of worms, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm trying to climax. it.
0: It was good up to a point. Yes.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> but let's go. Yeah.
1: Okay. So um, we've got a great question for us um, coming from Laurie Roberts. So let's just take a listen to that now.
0: Hey, guys. This is Laurie Roberts from Houston, Texas. And my question is, in keeping with the America's chat theme for the week, if you could only use one app on your iPad for creation for the rest of your life, which app would you choose? Thanks, guys.
1: Okay, great. So choosing one app that's going to help us with creation, what would we choose? Now, guys, I'm going to put a, put a an extra bit on this because – um we talk about keynote a lot and and i know all of you are probably going to go straight in the keynote so let's let's try and think outside the box with this one now what we're all pretty creative people let's think about creation in a different way what what other apps can we really use to great effect um to get creative with and and let's less think outside the box when it comes to creativity so martin i'm gonna i'm gonna open this up with you first mm-hmm. what what other areas of creation um are you interested in what apps really help you with that
0: yeah well um it- you guys all know that I like to kind of draw and sort of slowly, but surely get into graphic design um, ever so slightly. And one app that really helps me do that—that that I've actually been having a bit of a play with lately—is um, Affinity Designer. Um, and I figured if I'm going to, you know, if we're going to make this different and think outside the box, I'm actually going to pay for an app uh, and do it that way. So this is a Ooh. this is a paid app made by um, it's Affinity by Serif. Um, and this app um, allows me to create vector based graphics uh, on, the, on the iPad, uh, but I can do it with my Apple Pencil, so I can uh, sort of create quite, quite nice, complex, almost like using Adobe Illustrator. It's almost like Adobe Illustrator for the iPad. Um, nice. And it's a, it's a great app that just allows me to um, explore creating shapes or different graphics that I might want to use elsewhere. Um, whether I'm wanting to use them in a book or I'm wanting to use them uh, just for presentations, I can I can kind of, in a way that Keynote doesn't offer as much as Keynote is is great and Keynote does a lot. It's not an app that is designed for this, and they're not trying to be that. They're not trying to be pixel meter. They're not trying to be. Um, Photoshop our Pro- Photoshop yeah. Procreate—they're not trying to do that, and I still think there is a place for these types of apps. So I would say I could probably still stretch my creative muscles, if you like, by using Affinity Designer if that was the only app. I think. Yeah,
1: I like. Do you know what I like? What I like about that is the fact that you you have
0: highlighted yourself as a learner and how you're
1: pushing yourself further. And um, you know, I think that's that's the important thing. I suppose for listeners to understand as well is that you know none of us we will say that we're, we're at the pinnacle of what we do um, and we're always kind of striving to push ourselves further and, and it's great to hear that you're, you're still looking for that challenge for yourself. So I love that. That's great. Johan, what, what's, your, what's your area of creation that you would highlight an app that helps you with?
3: Um, um, it doesn't matter which app you use. I, I would rather talk about uh, a thing that I do. Okay. Uh, uh, so any music app actually garage band for example um so i use a lot of uh, i want to like i like to make my own music and i like to put it into a lot of things that i do for example for videos for presentations for anything because i think it's important when you uh, are working with um, a task or something or a learning situation i always say you have to Touch your heart as well as your brain mm-hmm. to make it a motivation, and I think if you do a, do that with music, uh, like you always know in a, in a horror movie, if you put a, put the sound off, it's not that dangerous mm-hmm. and it's scary mm-hmm. anymore. And it's the same thing actually if you use it clever. Within a a video or within actually a presentation, a boring presentation sometimes can get really cool with some music behind it. Mm -hmm. And I I think that more people should try to use this within it because it will touch people. And if you want to get your message across, um, try it. You will maybe succeed or not. But you have to think about the situation, what kind of mood you want that person to have that's listening or watching or something like that. Yeah, I use it a lot actually, and it's also good to have your own music. Um, but it's also a bit of a stretch because you need to um, get it right and also be interested in making music, uh, as you are, Matt. So what? What about you? <laughs> <laughs> so what I like about that, that Johan, is, and
1: the simplicity of just putting some music to to a presentation. Can often be overlooked but but that really is that dual coding element of you create the atmosphere that can help people remember a situation and and it can have so many positive effects really um you know we'll always remember the the star wars opening um, theme and you know little things like that and, and how that can stir emotions in you when you hear it for the first time in a long time so yeah really really good I'm avoiding the question about me making music, by the way. so boom. That always makes me cry. <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that T- take it a from a positive.
3: So, oh, oh, the Star Wars thing. I, Matt, oh, what, I heard, <laughs> what I heard in that is
2: that they're saying you're making music, not noise, yes, music. That's
1: positive. <laughs> yeah, That's the problem though. Noise. A positive from a negative. Uh, Kurt, what, what's your, what's your suggestion
2: for an app that supports creativity? Um, so you said to go outside of the box. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stay inside of the box. Nice. Um, going back to the, to <laughs> nice. the basic. I like to break that rule. Um, why <laughs> be, clever. No, why, <laughs> why yeah, be clever? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, why go look outside the box and spend any money when there's so much on there that's that's free? And um, I'm going to go with an app, um, Photos. Nice. Because In Photos, what you can do recently is you can rotate your videos. So it's a combination of what you do with your camera and the Photos app. Um, But once you dive in and and look at um, the editing functions and specifically markup, um, you can do lots of creative things from putting little green spots all over your image that you can then use in iMovie for green screening. You can write on it. it. So much can start just using photos, um, talking about sharing it onto social media, making it ready for um, for whatever project that you're doing, making, cropping it to be a bumper into your clip. So I feel that um, it's an app that we might take for granted. Um, I have the same feelings about preview on the Mac. So photos, preview, um, those yeah. would be my two um, go-tos if uh, if we're banned from talking about keynote uh-huh. i must I, say pre play... you
3: is brilliant uh yeah. that's the only thing i'm gonna say go on martin <laughs> no, i was just gonna say i am eating my say... ice
0: cream here so you go on <laughs> no <laughs> i was just gonna say plain devil's advocate um kurt i think the question might have been if there was only ever one app can you use photos if you don't have the camera or if you don't have safari yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. you can download
2: images from um the internet or yeah, someone you're off green drops.
0: Screen
1: screen. drops. drops. Ah, yeah, and, and besides, no. Martin, they do have the camera, so you know you. Yeah, or if you're subscribed to photoshooting yeah, <laughs> you know, or else,
0: I'm just you know he was he was uh, being uh, you know he he didn't follow your rules, Matt. He stayed inside the box, and but I he's thinking yeah. outside the box.
1: But he yeah. went. He he stated he wasn't going to follow the rules. So. As long exactly. as you say that, it's like saying no offence before offending someone. You know, yeah, if, if you true. say, I'm so, um, going to yeah. break the rules, it's okay that's, to break the rules. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a fair point, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish with one which, which, which could be controversial, I'm not sure, but it, it kind of echoes lots of things that, Kurt, you've, you've said before, and mine would probably be YouTube. And the reason I'm going to say that is, is from that consumption to creativity. I'm I'm not the most creative person in the world when it comes to drawing, but it's something that I've wanted to develop quite a lot recently. And I found some great YouTube channels where they will, you know, talk you through the process of doing, um, you know, different things in Procreate or or different things in other apps. And just by following their videos and using that as a bit of inspiration and scaffolding for me, I can then develop my creativity. So, um that's definitely something which which i would say to people and it again echoes what you've said before kurt about you know we can't always be creatives if we don't have anything to consume in the first place or yeah, okay. what we create needs to be consumed by others so that that kind of wraps that up
3: brilliant that's great
1: guys thanks for that some 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 really interesting uh and um it, it didn't take long for two of you to still mention keynote, even though we said we weren't going to mention keynote. <laughs> it's, it's like you felt you were cheating well, we said keynote by not saying Kino. you liked another app. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, thank you thanks for the question laurie i hope that that gave you some some additional input and i'm sure you could share with everybody as well what you would do and how you would answer your own question and if anybody else has any other questions um then please do let us know using hashtag questions with matt and martin will give you some
0: other ways you can get in touch with us a little bit later perfect okay guys let's come back after this and wrap up the show Okay, everyone, I think it's time to start to bring this show to a close. It's been a jam packed episode. We have spoken about collaboration, we have spoken about giving the students a voice with their assessment, and we've spoken about um, not always necessarily staying inside the box, but (laughs) sometimes staying inside the box is where we actually want to be. Guys, uh, thank you very much for your, your time this week. We're going to start to um, bring it to a close, as we always do. But before that, Kurt, why don't we let everyone know what we're going to be talking about on next week's episode? Hello. Next week's episode will be about the chat that actually happened a few days ago,
2: um, which I can't wait to um, start talking uh, about with you guys. Um, first one was transitioning to Xcode that was at EMEA and that was hosted by Kelly Herbert. And then um, on the Americas side, and now, Shayla, um, I will have your name correct, because that's uh, how <laughs> yeah. I did. Laurie, sorry, Laurie, if you're listening. Um, that was a uh, uh, whoopsies in our show notes um, that I didn't uh, change over. But what we talked about over here was um, creating engaging and meaningful PD. And that was hosted by Liz Meredith and Shayla
0: Fortenberry. Excellent. Um, Johan. Um, yes. If people are wanting to spread the good word about Last Night Recap, how can they do that? Where can they uh, leave the ratings and reviews? How can they follow us?
3: Oh, they can def- definitely follow us on Twitter. And I think um, at Last Recap is the show. Uh, but we have uh, personal or Twitters as well. So, uh, Matt, where can we find you? So I am at Matt6453. Brilliant,
0: uh, Martin. I'm at M Coots C O U T T S eighty one eight one. And the,
3: the man in Philadelphia.
2: That's, that's at M W E S T E R K U R T.
3: Live from Philly. Yeah, cool. And you can find me at Anderson S underscore edu. Um, yeah, and that's it. Um, I want to thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Listeners' comments and ratings keep us high in the rankings so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Over to you, Martin.
0: Yes, as Matt said, if you're wanting to leave us a question, you can do so by doing exactly what Laurie did and going to the Anchor app, searching for Last Recap, tapping the little button that says Voice Messages, hold your phone up to your ear and record us a voice message as if you were actually talking to us on the phone. We would then feature you in the show and you would get some humorous responses that <laughs> don't always follow Matt's guidelines. But we can certainly do but that. But they're inside the box, though. But
2: they're inside no the box. No one said I was going to be assessed on it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, it has been a pleasure as always talking to you. Um, I'm looking forward to next week's chat where we're going to be talking about the the ones that you'd let us know. But in the meantime, Kurt, have a great week. Same, guys. Johan, take care and we'll speak to you soon. Hey, Lord. Matt, you're going to be travelling, so safe travels, my friend, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. And thank you all for listening. Speak to you next week. Bye.